0: From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now, your host, the baby faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to another fun filled week of Adventures in Podcasting here on In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. And yes, as always, I am your baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks, as well as tour guide through the incredibly whacked out world of Joe Biden's America, and it's only getting worse. But before I get into today's round of, of craziness, foolishness, and just straight-up arrogance... I uh, just want to make sure uh, you can contact us by email you can all uh, at in black and at gmail.com you can also go to our website in black check out our online store uh, we've got a bit of a new look we have some new items in the online store uh, so please check it out and give us some support uh, that way, we also have a donation page on the upper right corner of the website to help keep our show growing and continuing to grow. Yeah, so it's really nice. Um, but right now, as we start today's adventure uh, in podcasting, we also we've got a busy week, folks. We we just do. I mean, we've got the debate, uh, if you actually want to call it that. Uh, Wednesday night on Fox uh, Over the weekend President Trump made it quite clear He will not be doing any of the debates not just the first one. He ain't, he's not gonna do any of them He's got the dominance in the polls That it's like why would he do that? It's a waste of his time and besides uh, it's a trap by uh, <laughs> Rupert Murdoch And Fox and the RNC. So uh, President Trump will be doing uh, as a counter to that event an interview with Tucker Carlson. Okay. This is funny to me because Trump has given a double bird to this whole thing. I mean the RNC is meeting in Milwaukee uh, this week Uh, Carrie Lake will be in attendance uh, along with Don Jr. uh, as surrogates for Donald Trump and the fact that he's doing an interview (laughs) with Tucker Carlson oh my gosh I mean around Fox he is the one who shall not be named but they're still paying him big money to be quiet and now Ever since uh, Tucker's been gone from Fox, the man has just launched into mega stardom. Uh, I mean, the interviews he's had uh, with people like Devin Archer, uh, the former U.S. Capitol Police chief on January 6th. I mean, it's just wild. So, (laughs) Tucker's going to get another interview with a whole bunch of views. It's gonna go viral. Uh, oh my gosh! I mean, I'm not even going to watch it myself. I mean, this. I mean, not the Tucker Trump interview, the debate, because it's going to be a ratings disaster. And frankly, well, another reason why I, after almost thirty years, I left the Republican Party. Republic, the GOP, the RNC Are frankly stupid at times Because Here's Ronald McDaniel who's Trying to beg him And you've got Steve Ducey Of Fox and Friends he Used to be someone I could Really appreciate but now He's a tool Um he's just Not Steve Ducey, more like Steve Doofy Because he is being a doof And pushing people like Uh, Glenn Youngkin, the governor of Virginia, you know, to run for president and all that. I'm just going, ugh, pathetic and painful watching corporate tools just do what they do. Uh, That's a big one this week. Also, again, another monumental event uh, coming up very soon is the BRICS conference. Uh, uh, Brazil... Russia, India, China, South Africa doing a big BRICS conference in Durban, South Africa for the Durban Accords. Now, this is just really, anything that they accomplish will not be implemented right away, but it is the catalyst for all of these countries, and apparently there are some 60 nations, 6 zero, that are showing up to this thing in South Africa because they want to de-dollarize and knock the U.S. dollar off of its throne as the uh, premier uh, reserve currency. Something that the country has enjoyed for some 80 years. So there's that. And so we'll definitely be keeping an eye on both of those. But day over the weekend, I mean, it's to the point now, I think, and black and white is going to have to go six days a week instead of five. <clears throat> because there is so much going on right now, it's mind-blowing. Uh, over the weekend, you've got all of these supposed legal experts uh, talking about the 14th Amendment and getting Trump off the ballot that way. Uh, also, uh, King Gavin the Gruesome of California is calling the uh, legislature, the California Assembly, into sexual session to, you know, say that Trump's an insurrectionist. We're going to get him off the ballot via the Fourteenth Amendment. Now, just because, because you know, I, I know a lot of folks don't follow this stuff because you know I'm a I'm a geek and I do. They're talking about well, well, the Fourteenth Amendment. What are they talking about? Well, I am happy to help you. This I, the Fourteenth Amendment, Section Three, is the section of the Constitution they're talking about—the disqualification from holding office—and that's what they're going to try to get Trump on. And all these supposed legal experts, uh, like Lawrence Tribe, he, he's no help. You know, he's he and some other former judge put a. Uh, Article in the Atlantic Magazine, which is the left's uh, elitist uh, publication for those who are supposedly enlightened, <coughs> gag me. <coughs> anyway, sorry, my friends, but I wanted to read you the actual section. It's not very long, but Section Three of the Fourteenth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution says the following, and I quote: "No persons, no person." shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state who, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislature, Or as an executive or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same, or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. But Congress may, by a two thirds vote of each House, remove such disability. That's what they're using. Now this is crazy because these people are freaking desperate, okay? The the law there, they're freaking desperate. And some of the stuff I've been reading uh recently has just blown my mind because here we have you know, they want to use the 14th amendment blah blah blah, so on and so forth and all these legal experts. I'm like Give me a freaking break, folks. These people have the brain don't have the brain power that God gave a speed bump. So yeah, yeah, I mean we're we're gonna be putting up with this. This is the newest phase of Trump's lawfare. And apparently if they get all of these legal experts, you know, on CNN, MSLSD, whatever, you know that somehow it will give uh, credence to the to this messed up thing. Uh, nonsensical narrative but (laughs) I love it because today this morning on Steve Bannon's war room Alan Dershowitz (laughs) I love it Alan Dershowitz pretty much takes Lawrence tribe and all these other supposed experts uh, deranged fantasy and blows it up because the 14th amendment this now keep in mind the 14th amendment came after the Civil War, okay the Civil War we're talking a hundred and sixty freaking years ago, okay, and so now somehow they can take these people think that they can take this call Trump an insurrectionist for January six which he wasn't sorry hate to hate to break your uh Hate to uh, ruin your moment and step on your deranged fantasy, but if Donald Trump is an insurrectionist, then I'm the stinking Queen of England. With all due respect to Her Majesty, who. But yeah, this is ridiculous. And the California. And Gavin Newsom's going to try to get the California Assembly to do his dirty work so that when. The DNC kicks Biden out as the nominee. He's all set to go. Boom. And, oh man, to have California, there are Trump supporters in California. Now, and I will get to just a bit later, uh, the People's Pundit, Rich Barrett, oh my gosh, Some of the things that he's come up in his rec- with his recent polling, holy cow, it's just it's a trip. It's it's funny, but it's serious too. Uh, but anyway, let's go to Alan Dershowitz taking apart this nonsensical thing about the Fourteenth Amendment to get rid of Trump.
1: Well, first of all. <laughs> I predicted that in my book, Trump. I have a whole section on the complicity of the media and academia, and this was an obvious ploy. The Constitution simply doesn't permit this. There's no procedure. What Tribe says is it's self-enforcing. In other words, any secretary of state, any governor who doesn't like a candidate can enforce it. For example, the governor of Texas can suddenly decide that uh, uh, Joe Biden is an insurrectionist because of his failure to control the borders and he can disqualify uh, Joe Biden. This will cause a constitutional crisis. Look, the framers of the Constitution took so much care to make it so difficult to impeach a sitting president, even if he has committed treason. You need two thirds of the Senate to get rid of a president who's committed treason. Do you think the framers of the 14th Amendment would have simply allowed any secretary of state, without any process, without any procedure, to simply say, no, we think President Trump has engaged in insurrection, even though no court has ever found that, and therefore we're going to take him off our ballot, and we're going to create a constitutional crisis. That is simply wrong. Professor Tribe does not know what he's talking about, and I guarantee you one thing. If the shoe were on the other foot, if this were an attempt to disqualify a Democrat, Professor Tribe would be writing exactly the opposite article and citing exactly the same sources, because you can always count on Tribe to twist, distort, and turn the Constitution to come out to make his political points. That's why we're different. I'm not smarter than Tribe. I'm just more honest. I look at the Constitution not through the eyes of partisan or political politics. As you know, I'm not myself a Trump supporter. I look at it through the eyes of history, the framers, he first looks at the result he wants, and then he manipulates and figures out how we can get at that result. And Judge Ludic, has, although he's been a very, very conservative and cautious Republican, has just decided to join this on the other side, and the other two professors, too. They're just dead wrong. You don't have a constitutional procedure for disqualifying a candidate without setting up procedures for how you do it. As Felix Frankfurter once said, this, the story of liberty— is a story of procedures. And if you lack a procedure and you just say it's self-enforcing, any secretary of state, any governor can deprive me of the right to run, to vote against Donald Trump for the third time and deny you the right to vote for Donald Trump the third time. That's not what America is about. America is about an election. If you don't like Donald Trump, vote against him, campaign against him, contribute against him, but don't try to disqualify him and tens of millions of Americans who want to vote for him. That's un-American and unconstitutional.
2: I just want to go back to 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 the—and I've only got a minute here, but I'll hold you through. When they came out with their initial analysis on the 14th Amendment, you said that was dead wrong, that was only about the Civil War. Can you give us a minute on that before we go to break?
1: Sure. The 14th Amendment is about the Civil War. It talks about not having to pay for emancipated slaves. It talks about— not having to pay the debts of the Confederacy, and then it says people who have involved in the in the in the revolt, which meant the Civil War, and you didn't need a procedure for that. <laughs> Confederates were proudly proclaiming their uh, their support for the Confederacy, so it was very obvious who fought against the United States. But if you try to project that now, uh, 150, 60 years forward, you need a process, you need a procedure, and the Fourteenth Amendment was designed only, only. ...to make
0: sure that those who fought in the Civil War against the Union could not run for office. Okay, folks. Okay. You heard it from the man himself, Alan Dershowitz. This is foolishness, and it only applied to the Civil War only. To try to come up with some wackadoodle legal theory to try to deprive the American people... Of voting for Trump, oh no folks, uh uh-uh, uh, no, that went over like a lead brick. And these supposed legal beagle experts, forget about it. They don't know what the heck they're doing. They've just kind of come along for the ride and are frankly nothing more than, well, trained circus animals. Uh, like Alvin Bragg and Fanny Willis now I would say the same thing of Jack Smith but oh no he's, he's an assassin he is like the legal beagle special forces for the deep state and the weaponized DOJ now I don't know what these guys I mean well I do know because what they're trying to do I mean oh my gosh if Now I'm playing a little bit of a game here. Now. I took this idea from townhall.com a column that was written uh, by Matt Vespa Who wrote this on the 18th? So it's very recent. So (laughs) And the head and the title of his piece If this happens during Trump's trials, the left is bound to go insane. I'm kind of like, uh, well, they already are insane. And well, frankly, they've lost, uh, what's left of their demonized minds. But anyway, so it's just interesting. Now, Trump has about um, nearly a hundred felony charges. You know, they they do. And and yet, and yet, they are still continuing to go forth and create this, you know, lawfare fantasy, deranged, demented, and frankly, demonically inspired uh, lawfare. Now, of course, let's not, let's, you know, you know, they want. That's, it's a big squirrel. It's like, ooh, look at the big squirrel, look at the big squirrel. And it's and the only thing it's designed to do is to keep people's attention away from the fact that Joe Biden and his family are corrupt. He is in mental decline. And he is even, even creepier than he was before. I mean, especially the really weirded out comment at a White House event. You know, taking kids for ice cream and, you know, daddy's got you covered. I'm like, mm, anybody tries that with any of my littles? ho. Oh, oh, oh. I'm going, You thank you. Uh, you can keep your hands off my kid now and stop being creepy. I mean, come on. Even the mainstream media, as much as they want to admit it, they can't admit it. They don't want to tell the truth. It's all about Trump and Trump's a bad guy and blah, blah, blah. And they can't back it up. The polling says everything. (laughs) I mean, my gosh. This is going to be interesting. Now, this town hall uh, column by Mr. Vespa says something in it that just blows my mind. Uh, <laughs> it really does uh, in his, uh, in his uh, column Mr. Vespo is quoted as saying if Trump is convicted most courts would allow him to remain free of pen- pending appeals on this weighty constitutional and evidentiary issues raised by the Georgia case that process could easily take a couple of years oops Wait a minute, Trump's free? He can campaign even though he's convicted? Why, yes, class. You tried to be too dang cute by half and you ended up screwing yourselves over. Now, Trump wins the president, and and I want to continue, and quote, And if Trump were to win in 2024 and a judge were to order his incarceration during his presidency there would be an immediate challenge. Yeah, a lot of them. While state offenses are not subject to federal pardon authority, Trump's uh, legal counsel and likely the Justice Department would argue that incarcerating a sitting president conflicts with carrying out his federal federal duties and his constitutional ones too. So this is going to be interesting to see. Now the challenge, this uh, continuing from Mr. Vespa's uh, piece, this challenge would take time, and the federal courts could balance the state and federal interests by delaying any incarceration until after his after the term. The courts could also effectively achieve that same the same result by extending the appellate process. Past the end of a second term. So, in other words, <laughs> yeah, all you pretty much uh, deep staters and the circus trained animals with the lawfare, you could win and still lose. And that will absolutely make you crazy. I've seen how you react i've seen your behavior it's going to be awesome it's just gonna be awesome uh yeah <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm liking that too for sure but i also don't want to okay hang on a sec here i gotta set this up now what's really crazy I, and i love this Um, in spite of the four possibly five indictments the fifth one might be coming from Arizona (laughs) it's a crack up to me because every time a new indictment comes he goes up in the polls and it's just like wow (laughs) absolutely mind boggling he's still going up in the polls He's still getting contributions to help him with his legal costs because that is, in a nutshell, what the end game is for the deep state and the wackadoodle, radical, uh, trained animal left. They, I mean, and the Georgia case, the Georgia case proves this out more than anything it's crazy because now if what the Georgia case and Fannie Willis it's not funny around here it's Fannie because she's acting like an absolute ass yes I said it I'm sorry if you're upset but hey this is not the time for fair weather sunshine Patriots this is wartime These are not nice people. They are evil people. They are manipulative people. And frankly, they are engaged in some serious witchcraft. Yes. Now for those who are like, what is he talking about? The three key elements of witchcraft is intimidation, manipulation, and control. That's exactly what these people are doing. And like I said, the Georgia case uh, spills this out and spells it out all over the place. If you don't do what we tell you to do, if you dare to speak out against the government narrative or to challenge an election, we are going to squash you. I mean they're doing it to trump they're doing it to trump's lawyers they're doing it to just average americans trump electors in georgia possibly in wisconsin other states are getting michigan for sure they are being charged and they are going to be bankrupted they are going to spend time in jail they're going to learn their lesson i mean it's like emperor palpatine from star wars you will not ever ever go against us you will never speak out against us we will squash you we will take your families we will take your businesses (coughs) i mean come on i mean is this not like palpatine the empire squashing everybody's first amendment rights, their civil rights, their constitutional rights. I mean, because if you don't get with the program, they are going to mess you up. That is not just intimidation. It is not to tell, not just totalitarianism. It's not fascism. It's all of that and a whole bunch more. Because your constitutional rights, your civil liberties, are at stake. I've been trying to tell people this, but nobody seems to be paying attention. And they're, and then of course you are like, "Well, what are we gonna do? We can't do anything." Well, first of all, you're not called to be a defeatist if you're a, if you are a real Christian. You're not a victim. Number two, vote what vote anyway. Now, yes, I normally wouldn't. You know, tell people who to vote for. Uh, I really wouldn't. But this is an extreme and very unique situation. Yes, it's Trump or bust. Because if we don't get this thing straightened out, because that's why the left, the media, and other various radical wackadoodles are trying to go after Trump because they know as sure as the sun rises in the East that Trump gets back into office, he will expose it all. He'll expose it all. And it will be an absolute case of 50 shades of holy hell being being wrought upon the deep state and the swamp and everything else. It's going to be absolutely beautiful because these people and the media, all of their allies together are just going to absolutely go at it. They're going to try to stop Trump. They're going to, I mean, even when he does become president again in 2025, they're going to do whatever they possibly can to mess the whole stinking country up because if they can't have it their way, they will burn this whole thing to the ground and they will have zero, I mean zero, regrets doing it. So yes, now I will admit that this thought of a second Trump term, given all that they, that they are doing and have done and potentially will do to him, it will it will backfire in their face and there are going to be a, there's going to be a hell of a lot of really scared people in DC as well they should because <laughs> i can i can only see this with his uh new cabinet you know bringing back some of the old favorites uh cash patel peter navarro uh, and others you know say hey we're going to clean this up You know, and bring in some new faces. Uh, I mean, I personally, and it's just a simple recommendation and a suggestion, bring in Lieutenant Colonel Allen West as the new defense secretary. Oh, that will drive the left out of their ever loving what's left of their minds, because Allen West, I mean, even though he's been the chair of the Texas GOP and so on and so forth, but this utter woke nonsense will get swept out in a hurry. Bring in, bring in a guy like uh, Colonel West because he's a, com- he's a career military man. He understands what's going on from the military standpoint. And having been a former congressman, he understands what goes on on the political side. I think he would be great, because none of this woke military crap, and you will actually have uh, military families who will encourage their kids to uh, enlist, because they're not doing it right now. They say, oh, heck no. I mean, silly Mark Milley, Mr. General Whiterange, I mean, he's on his way out as chair of the Joint Chiefs, but God bless Tommy Tuberville, senator from Alabama, who's not really cool and keen on this new nominee who is black but he's very woke and will continue the very woke uh policies that are currently existing in our military and that uh -uh, that ain't gonna happen sorry so no 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 but I definitely want to get to this because I love it. Because with all of these uh attempts to uh take Trump out. <laughs> oh, I got to play this. Now this is uh People's pundit Richard Barris today on uh on Steve Bannon's War Room, and I think he was absolutely fabulous uh, as to what's going on with the polling uh, that's going on. So let's uh, get that set up, and here we go.
3: Steve, as always, thanks for having me. Uh, they wouldn't be doing this if they thought they could beat him. So you hear everybody talking about how, how you, know, you can't get a guy who's charged with felonies elected. He's unelectable. Everyone's been saying this for the better part of six months now. He's in – and and by the way, i got to give a hat tip to Harry Enten. He's the only one who has been honest in the election mafia, the media yep. favorite pundit crowd. Uh, he's been the only one, Steve, who's been honest. Trump is in a stronger position today than he ever was in 2020. And 2016 This is not 2020 And it's not even 16 when he won He is doing much better Significantly better Among key groups They know it, they see it And that's why they're doing this Because they have no other choice In their minds They're going to get obliterated And this is about survival for them This isn't about winning an election They're afraid he's going to come back in there And start rounding up the You know, the, the, the people <laughs> who wronged him you know I
0: mean that's really come on yeah, okay. let's be real <laughs> oh my gosh thank you thank you thank you Richard Barris because he laid it out perfectly they this is why you have all this law fair and trying to overwhelm him with all these indictments from these city prosecutors and uh possibly state attorneys general and so forth it's it's hilarious to me they and he's right if they if they knew they could beat him they wouldn't do this they wouldn't go with this at all so it's a crack up when, when i see this but i want to play a little bit more of uh I want to play a little bit more of uh, Richard Barris because I I think he's got some really pretty uh, cool insights with um, all of his, uh, with all of his polling, but let's go to Mr. Barris. There we go. Come on. Be nice. There we go. This
2: tribe ludic, the Federalist guys, this 14th Amendment, and now it's going to get outside of just... Specifically talking about the 14th Amendment, they're going to metastasize this into a political process, and you're seeing Gavin Newsom announcing last night that they're going to put something before the California General Assembly to try to take Trump off the ballot, and this is going to spread. This is going to be a fight. It is. Uh, but go yep. back to the polling for a second, Richard. The, the, what the lawfare to date has not worked, at least to date. They're hoping it works long term. It's kind of a drip, drip, drip of this asset, Correct.
3: Yeah they are hoping that it's like a pile on effect and eventually people will get fatigue but you know going back to what ha- Harry said is you know it's this is a one point race. All right, it actually got closer since our last poll after the indictments, and he said something that is uh, important, but it's also true. He said this most assuredly means that if we polled the battleground states, he said he flatly said these states that are important, Trump would be ahead in every single one of them. And Steve, just looking at what we, we're pulling over the weekend, we're going to have a new national poll that comes out. Um, there's just no deterioration in his support against Joe Biden specifically. I mean in the primary he's still going to be way ahead it's probably going to, it's a 40 something point lead in our poll in the primary right now Um, and then I had sent this to you yesterday and I shared it on uh, Getter and, and and on Twitter people need to understand something that's really important. If they if they, Democrats and the Uniparty, the Republicans get away with this, this is what I'm, what what you're seeing right now is what I see when I go and I look at all the collected interviews that we've done. These are Trump supporters. Steve, 28 percent are telling us they'll write his name in. Another four plus percent So they just won't vote. Democrat, they would be lucky. They being Republicans would be lucky to get you know 60 million votes on a good day with another candidate. They're going to get slaughtered. Slaughter, because I've learned something as a pollster. Slowly, believe people, yeah, believe slowly, them.
2: Yeah, when they tell you yeah. something, Okay, real quickly, go back through that. That if Trump, if somehow the Murdochs pull their play and get Trump off the ballot, that's right. The, the maximum number you think right now, what twenty percent of the Trump movement will not will not vote for anybody but Trump for, right, at this moment in time, this moment in history. Well, how yeah. many? What do you predict? The vote would be, and we would lose 40 40 states.
3: Before Donald Trump, Republicans couldn't get over 60 million votes. This is what, you know, people didn't understand. In 2016, he actually drove more people out than Mitt Romney. I mean, millions of people who hadn't voted in years came out to vote for this man. And now the difference this cycle, which I know Harry sees and other people see, the new voters, Steve, the people who are new entrants, they're actually backing Trump this time. And when they went for Biden by 30 points in 2020, they're backing Trump. And if he's not the nominee... They will not vote, and I'm telling you, whereas, you know, it's a sample, there's always sampling errors, but when 28% tell you that they're going to write his name on the ballot, I'm, a, a painful lesson I've learned as a pollster is to believe people when they tell you something, when you see something this significant. You should listen to them. When you, We ask this of everybody. We are, we are the pollster who started the phrase Trump or bust. I mean, now you have all these people at Suffolk and, you know, using it. Um, but we have been doing this for months. You know that. And I have never seen numbers yeah. like this. I mean, it, it, it's grown significantly, Steve. They take him off the ballot. Because, Republicans
2: will be yeah. destroyed. Because the destro- apparatuses, the appar- the apparatuses, efforts to destroy him, people realize something's up. What is, yeah. it about, what, what, what is this guy talking about? They hate him so much. Real quick, uh, Barris, where do people...
0: Okay, yep-o. I, I wanted to play that extra little bit because as an amazing pollster that he is, Richard Barris, I mean, the whole thing, this is indicative of something that the left and you know the Uniparty, the supposed Republicans, can't get through their heads they know what's wrong or at least they have a very strong suspicion of what's wrong and they're not gonna put up with it they understand Trump has a record Trump is popular I mean anywhere he goes you know anywhere you know he's on Wednesday night he and Tucker Carlson are getting together and I bet you there will be a whole lot of viewers looking at that interview online as opposed to the idiotic debate with what Steve Bannon calls the Keebler elves. It's like, no, he's not doing any debates because in his mind, and frankly, by the polling, it's over. It's done. You know, you've got, you know, interesting people like the Vivek Ramaswamy, you know, very interesting young man, but I think he's got a few issues. Uh, my governor, DeSantis, dude, stop this. Get back to Tallahassee and straighten out the mess we've got here in Florida. You know, and then, of course, here's Christie and Pence. Yes, Pence, the wolf in sheep's clothing. Not much of a Christian man, if you ask me, because I'm sure as heck ain't impressed. So, Yeah. So, why would Trump do this? I said this earlier. what? What would be the upside of Trump doing this debate? The answer is nothing. Nothing. There would be no upside for him. <laughs> I'm like, no, you know, he's just got he he's got the primaries. I mean, yeah, of course, the primaries, you know, they will happen. You know, it's just kind of like okay, it's a formality. You know, everybody comes in, does their thing, and it's just going to be real interesting to see. And if they and if the radical left and their trained circus animals, you know, want to bring in more, it's like they'll. Th- I mean, four states, nearly a hundred felony indictments, and you st- and Trump is nowhere close to dead and now you've gone to the next phase use the 14th amendment which was as uh professor dershowitz said it was only for the civil war 160 odd years ago i'm like no so this is going to be interesting i mean but when i heard from rich barris you've got 28 percent of people who will write his name in Regardless, I'm like dang That that tells you something it really does it tells you you've got a whole lot of people who are thoroughly ticked off and They ain't liking it. Oh No, 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 oh oh My goodness but I do wanted to get into something that I, if I'm not careful I you know I mean I everybody's talking about the debates and the trials and stuff like that but we have an equally important issue in that Congress is supposed to be coming back in the next few weeks and ready to try to take on the whole spending mess now you've already got Schmucky Chucky Schumer in the Senate Saying hey, we're going to be working with cut McCarthy to get a continuing resolution Uh, That's like does this sound familiar? I mean stop me if you've heard this one before Yes, we'll have a continuing resolution To stop the government, you know to keep the government going. It's like as if it really is actually helpful Um, and then we'll And they're gonna try to do it again at the end of the year before Christmas Uh, another freaking omnibus bill I mean stop me if you've heard that before because that's exactly what happened last year before the Republicans took over as the majority in the House and McCarthy is quite ready to bend over and grab the ankles for Schumer and McConnell and take the american people uh for granted again breaking his promises again and you're going to have the freedom caucus and probably some others who aren't going to be thrilled about this and if somehow this continuing resolution happens and the government isn't shut down i'm willing to bet you somebody in the republican house is going to call for a motion to vacate And then McCarthy is going to probably have to go to his newfound friend, Mr. Akeem Jeffries, the House Minority Leader, and get Democrats to keep him in place. And oh, baby, that's going to be ugly. I don't know what's going to happen, but if you've got the really upset, the very conservative members of the House, forget about it. Just forget about it. It's not gonna happen. You know, it's gonna be just ugly fights and ugly fights because McCarthy, who probably is with some of these uh, folks over in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, you know, these, uh, oh gosh, these billionaire mega-donor types and... I mean this is kind of like a preview to the Durban Accords except they're going these uh, banking types are going to continue to press forth uh, central bank digital currency and that cannot happen because these people will pretty much own you by owning control of your money and what you spend it on so I'm not too thrilled about the Treasury Department uh, telling me, uh, well, you can, you, can do it. you can buy this, but you can't buy this. And we're going to track you. And especially when it comes to the Second Amendment. I mean, you've already got the IRS. I mean, the IRS and that notorious raid on a gun dealer, a legitimate gun dealer, in Great Falls, Montana. And if they can't get your guns, they're going to cut your supply off. They have shut down over the IRS, mind you, not the ATF, but the IRS have shut down some over 100 legal uh, firearms dealers. They've shut them down. And all the information that they've taken in these raids because they all want to feel like they're really badass. It's like, it's no, they are building a... I believe they are building some type of national database of gun owners. You know, and the IRS is doing it. When there's no information on there about uh, about how much they've spent, what kind of gun it is, and so on and so forth. That makes me mad. I mean, that takes me off because what you have is essentially devious ways for devious evil people to stop you from exercising your Second Amendment rights. And it is. And frankly, the fact that there aren't a whole lot of Republicans with the stones and the spine to go after these people, that's another Gosh, probably one of the bazillion reasons why I left the GOP. And yeah, that's that's pretty nuts. And but one, let's see, one last little story here. And 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 tomorrow I will definitely get into more of the spending that or the craziness of spending. Uh, I mean, the reason why Fitch, the uh, credit agency for the government, knocked us down a notch from triple A to AA and this is why you're having the Burks, uh, the Durban Accord, the Burks Conference, some 60 nations gathering together to find out how to de-dollarize uh, their economies and come up with some of their own currency currencies plural uh that are backed by gold and frankly the reason why a lot of these central banks are buying gold like crazy ugh ay 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 yeah so we're I'm definitely going to be getting into more of the spending because there are some real interesting things that we, that the Congress needs to do, and and y'all need to watch your rep. If you have a Republican who, as your Congressperson, you watch them like a hawk. You totally watch them like a hawk because they just might end up screwing you over. Okay, it just is very much that way but real quick here I want to get into one last thing for today now (laughs) with the election next year you've got a lot of Senate seats that are up for grabs and and of course and the GOP in its infantile wisdom is getting I mean apparently they've got some good people that Mitch McConnell likes but they also have people that are going to apparently cause them problems. And they've made it quite clear. Now, the two people who are, who they're talking about who could, who could potentially really mess up a lot of Senate campaigns are Matt Rosen, Congressman Matt Rosendale of Montana and Carrie Lake of Arizona. Now, Of course, in Ohio, they seem to be okay with uh, Bernie Moreno, who's going against Sherrod Brown, um, and a few others. You know, you've got uh, Sam Brown in Nevada, actually met him. Uh, Manchin, who could be pretty much taken out by the current West Virginia governor, uh, Jim Justice. And. John Tester in Montana, who already has one opponent, and in the republic, and Republican might end up having uh, two in the primary. So yeah, so but we can't have people like Rosendale and Lake. They are just too radical. I said, really, freaking really. Sorry. You know, you've got. A lot of people who are just sick of the GOP and their wimpiness I mean if you're acting no better than a Democrat you know why you know why run you know it's the same thing just one has a D next to their name and the other has an R people are not happy about this they are totally not happy about this But, oh well, what can you do? Uh, If they want to run, I mean, Carrie Lake, if she throws her hat in the ring in Arizona, pretty much, I think she will get the GOP primary because Doug Ducey, the former governor, or do-nothing Ducey, and he was governor when I was living there in Arizona. This dude is a mess. Didn't do anything for the border. He's pretty much a McCain, you know, a disciple of the spirit of John McCain, you know, all these various people. So, yeah, it's it's pretty nuts. But if this is going to be the attitude of the GOP and trying to take over the Senate. Boy, you got real problems, Arizona and of and Montana and possibly even Ohio. But I don't know what to tell you, folks, if the GOP doesn't understand that, hey, it's not about Mitch McConnell anymore because the man had has problems. He has real health issues, you know, freezing up right in the middle of a Capitol Hill press conference. He's getting booed by his own uh, constituents down in Kentucky. I say it's time for him to go. Okay, it's just time for him to go, but if you want to continue that way, knock yourself out because I'll tell you it's not gonna be fun because this gerontocracy that seems to be running this country straight into the ground needs change. Now, the only exception to that would be McCarthy because he's not he's in his 50s, but Mitch McConnell, Chucky e. Schumer, Biden, Dianne Feinstein. We have old people ruining this country and ruining this country. But, again, that is a subject best saved for another program. And speaking of another program, I guess we're just going to have to call it a day today. But thank you so much for listening uh, to this special edition of the program. Uh, We're going to have some new things uh, coming down the pipe uh, here in the not-too-distant future. But for now, just uh, keep an eye on uh, our social media. Uh, Also, please subscribe to our podcast. I would encourage that. We're on all platforms, big, small, and in between. So, yes. Tell your friends, and tell your neighbors, tell your family, whatever. Uh, subscribe to the podcast, and we're going to continue to have fun for the rest of 2023 and well into 2024. So for now, my friends, God bless you. Have yourself a great week this week. We'll be back tomorrow for more adventures in podcasting. And as I always tell y'all, remember that patriots do come in all colors.